Hello, and welcome to Returning to Us, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to hack your brain, build and strengthen relationships, and to teach people how to recognize and neutralize their emotional states. I'll discuss emotional intelligence and regulation, how food and exercise impact the body and brain, and share lessons from my own lived experiences. I'm Lauren Spiegelmeyer, the founder of The Behavior Hub, which is an organization that works to reduce the stressors of raising and educating children through a brain and biology-based lens. In these episodes, I'll share stories and strategies from my own life, work, and research, answer listener questions, and wrap it up with a try-it-at-home tip. Decades worth of information in just minutes. You ready? All right, the last two episodes I spent talking about mental health crisis and education with educators. And then what are some things that we could do to tackle this problem? Now I want to switch gears a little bit to awareness. Because the first step is, are you aware that you are enjoying or not enjoying your job? Are you aware of your stress level and your burnout level? So we're going to do a little self-care quiz and a continuum of self-care to figure out where you are. Because when you are aware, then you can do something about it. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you all two to three week break from this podcast. Why? Because it's entering into the holiday season. And if you're anything like me, it can be a time where you might go into like information overload because you have a little bit more free time from work. You may not have free time from your family, but sometimes information, a lot of information all the time can be a sign of nervous system dysregulation. And it can be a way to keep yourself kind of overly busy. And I am so guilty of this. So as I take some time off for the holiday, I'm going to encourage you to take some time off and give your brain a mental break. All right, let's do this self-care quiz first, and then we will do the continuum. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to rate it one to five. One is not so true. Five is very, very, very true. Okay. So here we go. First question. I take time for myself every single day. Is that five very true or one not true at all or somewhere in between a two, three, or four? When you answer these questions, don't think about them too much. Just answer very quickly uh, because the first response that comes to mind is probably the most accurate answer. And make sure you write these down because we're going to add them up at the end. Number two, I make time for spirituality in any form, even if that's mindfulness or a religious discipline. Five, four, three, two, one. Five, do you really believe it? Or is it really true for you? Uh, One less true. Record that number. I limit the amount of television I watch each day. (laughs) You know you're really burnt out when you're watching more and more television because it feels like it's the only thing you have the mental capacity left to do. I exercise at least five days a week for 30 minutes. That's pretty tough. I'll be honest. I really care about my body and uh, I would love to do that, but I can't do that. I'd say I probably do exercise five days a week, but I wouldn't call it like high intensity or strength training or anything really uh, super intentional. I do a lot of walking just to slow my mind down. And I probably go to the gym maybe two days a week for 20 minutes, which, you know, it's better than nothing. So don't beat yourself up over that. I drink six to eight glasses of water every single day. Five, four, three, two, one. 
How true is it? I take care of my body. What does this mean? There's an A, B, C, and D. So you need to record five, four, three, two, one for A, for B, for C, for D. So seven point A. Do you get seven to eight hours of sleep every night? Five, four, three, two, one. Do you brush and floss your teeth every day? Five, four, three, two, one. C. Do you eat approximately five fruits and veggies every single day? Five, four, three, two, one. And D, do you limit your junk food and fast food consumption? Halfway done. Number eight, my hair, my nails, my appearance are good and I like most things in my wardrobe. Number nine, I genuinely, or not genuinely, I generally wear clean clothes. Clothes. Blah, can't speak. Also, this doesn't fully count if you have babies. <laughs> Because y'all know that when you try and leave to go anywhere or do anything, that baby's going to spit up on you. Number 10, I get together with a friend at least once a month and I enjoy those or my hobbies with them regularly. Number 11, I have a relaxing routine before bed and a nurturing morning routine. I would say that's probably like 5% of the population. <laughs> Number 12, I usually know what I need and what I am feeling who is guilty of not slowing down enough to know what you need or feel what you're feeling. <laughs> Number 13, my organized environment supports my goals. Is your classroom, is your desk, is your room, is your house organized? Because if it's not organized, that makes your mind disorganized and that makes your mental bandwidth burnout. Number 14, I take frequent breaks and I have something to look forward to every single evening. And the last one, number 15, I know what I am passionate about. Okie dokie. Take those 15 questions and really it's what? Eh, like 19 questions because seven had parts A, B, C, D. Eh, total them up and you'll get a score somewhere between zero and 90. And then I'm going to tell you what it means for the score range that you fall into. If you scored zero to 17, your actions don't reflect that you prioritize taking care of yourself. What are you prioritizing instead? So if you are in the state, just pick one thing that you can fix. Like maybe just try and drink more water. Maybe just try and take three minutes to yourself alone. Start small and work your way up so you don't burn yourself out of that. All right, if you scored in the 18 to 35 range, you might feel guilty for taking time to yourself, especially if you have a family. But you need to realize that your friends, family, school, work, all those things, they, they can't be helped by someone who is is burnt out and drained. And um, we need to make sure we take care of ourselves and our bodies because we only have one. So is there a way you can use your friends and family to build in time to care for yourself or have them be accountability partners? And then maybe look at the list above and um, you know, pick something that you think is most impactful on your energy and, and maybe your overall well-being and work on that one action until it becomes more habitual. If you're in the 36 to 53 range, you... Definitely value yourself when you prioritize your self-care a bit more, but can you do something like setting aside 
evenings once a week for just you, no obligations, no work? Or can you make sure that you have that evening or morning routine? And maybe go back and look at your calendar, your meetings, your things you have on that and re-examine it. Do you need all those things? Which ones are important to you? Which ones align to your values? Are you scrolling social media, doing TV? Turn that off sooner, at least a couple hours before bed. And look at your to-do list and try and cut that in half. Still doing a lot, my guess, is if you fall into this range. One thing that you need to work on or need to add to your to-do list is to take care of yourself and form new habits around these strategies. And the last two, 54 to 71, you know how to take care of yourself and you do it pretty consistently. But I'm wondering if you can get yourself back to that like preventative, feeling awesome, feeling healthy by maybe journaling or tracking your self-care. How do you bring yourself into more awareness of these habits and how can you make them happen even more regularly than you already are? If you fall into 72 to 90, way to go. You are taking excellent care of yourself. Now you can delve further into like extended practices of self-care, like simplifying your life, the things in your home, getting massages and removing any stressors from your life that you possibly can, or balancing out those stressors a little bit better. All right. That's your self-care quiz. So we'll uh, make sure that you have access to that and the uh, resources from that. But the first step is awareness. How are you doing? Where are you at? And this isn't like a, a big supposed to be guilt thing where it's like, oh no, I'm not doing well at this. It's just to bring you into awareness because in awareness, you can make micro changes to help yourself feel better. So part two of awareness is where do you fall on a continuum of, of being self-well? So there are four categories in the continuum I created. You've got healthy, reacting, injured, and ill. And you'll see below when you access this in our show notes that healthy is the only form of preventative self-care. When you're reacting injured or ill, you're being more reactive with your self-care. So what that essentially means is if you are healthy with practicing self-care and stress management, it is a daily practice in your life. If you're reacting, it's only when stressed. If you are injured, you don't even know where to start because you feel too overwhelmed. And if you are in the ill category, you likely need some medical support, medical help. And I would say that any of these four categories would benefit from therapeutic supports because a therapist can just bring you into more awareness and help you when you get off track and just a good accountability coach. If you are healthy, your mood is overall positive. You're getting good sleep. Your energy is high and you are staying socially active. If you are in the reacting category, which is the next to the right, because this continuum goes from left to right. You might be more irritable and tired. You might start to develop physical symptoms like headache, start to procrastinate small tasks, and you're starting to decrease your social activity. If you are in the injured category, you might develop feelings of anxiety, anger, hopelessness. You become restless, not able to sleep at night. Then you become fatigued and you start to socially withdraw because you don't have the energy to show up. If you are ill, you might be in that depressed, isolating category where you feel like you're just unable to even go to sleep at night. You stress about going to sleep because of what you have to get up to the next morning. You develop physical illnesses and you become absent from friends, work, et cetera. So again, your categories are healthy and that's preventative. Then you've got reacting, injured, and ill all on the reactive side of things. If you are healthy, it's daily practice. If you are reacting, it's only when stressed. If you are injured, you have no idea where to start because there's so much going on. It's too much overwhelm. And if you are ill, it is a good place to seek medical help to help get you out of that spiral or that stuckness. So again, not created to help you feel 
or to make you feel shameful or guilty or bad about yourself, but awareness. If you're aware of where you fall on the self-care continuum, then you can do something to help yourself get better or find help to help yourself get better. So as you go into the holiday season, think about your score, think about your continuum and think about how can you change what's going on in your life to feel a little bit better so that when you start January 1st and it's a new year, you feel empowered, you feel strong, you feel healthy, and you feel like you have a plan in place. If you need support with this, let me know. There are lots of resources on the blog and the podcast and there are courses on self-care. So definitely take action and get ready to restart. It's a natural transition with a new calendar year, a great time to reset. That takes us to today's listener question, which is, how do I help my child understand the value of respect? Well, I always say that respect begets respect. Whether it's your child and your parent, or it's an educator in school, there's so much power lost with kids. Like all day long, we're constantly telling them what to do, what not to do. And they lose so much authority, power, control, and respect from us. And we say, well, I'm your parent. You need to listen to me or I'm the adult. And that has some truth, of course. Yes. But the best way to get respect from your child is by showing them respect. So doing the things to them that you want them to do to you. So not raising your voice, not just coming out with a threat, not just punishing and issuing consequences, but really openly talking to them about what's going on, what they need, what what they feel an appropriate punishment or consequence might be. And really just including them in this process. We don't let kids have enough say in our family systems, our school systems, and even in their own lives. So include them more. To wrap up the show, I'm going to share with you our try to home tip. If you haven't purchased Christmas gifts, this is a great thing to purchase. There are these art books, like not, not an adult coloring book, but like a doodling book or like an art craft book or like an art activity book. I have one that's like, I think it's called 365 Days of Art. And I have another one that teaches you how to draw plants. So these books that you can just pick up and do these activities and they're fun, they're lighthearted, they're short, and they just kind of reset you a little bit and they add a little bit of lightheartedness to your day. So I think most of them I probably bought at bookstores on Amazon, easy to find. All you need to do is like art by day or um, creativity books or um, 365 days of art or how to draw plants books, lots of things that you can do here, but all of those mindfulness activities will help you to alleviate your stress just a little tiny bit. And that's episode, that's episode. That's it for this episode. That's what I meant to say. We're returning to us podcast. Remember, try to help tip those mindful art books. If you're looking for more support in the areas of stress, trauma, behavior, the brain, I would love to be a part of that learning journey. Behavior Hub offers a variety, a range of supports from coaching, one-on-one coaching to group coaching, uh, even online courses, which are about to be slashed when I cut those prices likely in half moving forward. So they're more accessible. There's some group training programs and coaching programs, and we even offer university credit from the University of Pennsylvania. To learn more, pop onto the Behavior Hub website or shoot me a text, 717-693-7744. And we can set up a call to talk about what is best for you or your organization. Until next episode, I'm Lauren Spiegelmeyer. And don't forget, we're off for the next two-ish weeks for the holiday, so you won't get a new podcast from me until after the new year. I just want to say happy holidays and thanks for joining me.